recorded live. What's up, everyone? Hudson here, and you are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 30th. Can't believe April's almost over. Year's going by so fast. This is episode number 89, Big Things Ahead. Um, even though the year's been going by so fast, there's still lots on the horizon, and we're going to be getting into all of that. So here to discuss all of that with me is Steve. Hey, how's it going? And Greg. Hey, guys. How's it going? So if you're new to the Nintendo Peace podcast, uh, we try and make this podcast really interactive, and so you're able to participate by joining our chat room that we have going live. So Ross is in the chat room right now, so shout out to Ross. And you can also call into the podcast live, so you can check out how to do that on NintendoFuse.com. Um, all you have to do is you just call, uh, you dial 1-724-444-7444. It's a lot of fours, I know. Um, enter the call ID, 59264, and then the pound sign. And then uh, if you have a talk show account, you know, it'll call in, or you can press 1 to dial in as a guest. So call into the show. Let us know what you think about what we discuss. We'd love to hear from you. And so, again, full details are on NintendoFuse.com if you uh, missed the number there on how to call in. So we do this podcast roughly every other Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, so that's kind of when you know to, to look out for us. So there's been a lot of stuff released recently to kind of talk about a lot of different topics and things. So we usually start off by talking about the games that we've been playing recently. We're not going to do that this week. Aside from one little thing uh, that we do briefly want to discuss, um, but for the most part, we're just going to be focusing on these big discussion topics. Um, so just give you a little idea of what's on the horizon today. We have the Nintendo Direct to discuss. Uh, we have the uh, Wii U system update and the virtual console launch, as well as the Miiverse stuff on the web. Um, and we have some discussion on the whole rearranging of the staff in Nintendo, like Iwata as the Nintendo of America CEO. What? Kind of crazy. So <laughs> I, I had to, like, reread that a couple times when that first, when I saw it. I was like, this has got to be a joke or something. But <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, so we will be discussing that. But first, uh, we wanted to discuss a little bit about the Rayman Legends Challenges app that is, that is out now on the Wii U eShop for free, which is great. Um, sucks that the game got delayed, but we get a free Challenges app out of it. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, go to the Wii U eShop right now. Download it for free. Um, this app basically includes everything from the demo as well as some additional challenges. So there's these weekly challenges that will be happening up until the game's release and daily challenges that are going on. Um, and there are leaderboards and everything. So it's a um, pretty cool app. Um, have you guys been able to, uh, to check this out? Yeah, I have. Um, I went in, like, you know, I came out, you know, during the day and wait till I got home to check it out and everything and download it. And it was, uh, been great like i'm really really enjoying it um and i remember when they originally said it was going to come out um they were going to put it out everything for you know wii u owners to kind of satisfy them until you know the actual game comes out i was and we were all pretty upset and everything that they even delayed it and they were trying to you know give us something to satisfy us and everything but it actually is really good and i am so glad it's completely free um i think uh, the, yeah, the, both the daily and weekly challenges is cool, having something new to look forward to every day. The competition is extremely tough um, with other people out there, and uh, they're doing just extremely well. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. 
I actually didn't have a chance to check out since I'm not really staying at an official residence yet. I don't really have uh, much of an internet connection. So I did log on a little bit on my internet to just post on Meverse and get the update, but I haven't really had much time to really be playing the council much at all. So I was just playing with the virtual council. Yeah, sure. Um, and I guess once we get to the uh, the virtual console, virtual console stuff later on, you can uh, we'll talk a little bit about. I'll have you guys talk about your your thoughts on that and everything. Um, but uh, but yeah, this challenges app. I, I checked this out as well, um, and it was uh, pretty cool. I think um, uh, there was a there's one challenge where um, it was kind of like a, a speed run through, but you, you had to like get to the end, like you had to see how far you could get, and that kind of was very addicting. Um, I'm trying to remember what else there was. There was another thing. I don't know. I guess I, I tried. I tried the daily and the weekly challenge on the first day it came out, um, and it was fun. I remember like just beating out. Uh, I think on the daily challenge or something, all my my Wii U friends and everything. I was like, I posted this, this screenshot on a Twitter thanks to the new, you know, Meverse on the web stuff. I was able to you know post that screenshot and everything, um, and uh, so it's fun to kind of compete you know with everybody and, and see a leaderboard. I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool, and um, I think the only thing that I've noticed so far, I mean, it's only been out just a few days, but it, it does seem like it's the same levels. They, they're redesigning everything, but it's the same, like, basically two different concepts that they're using. Um, you know, you're either running through a level and grabbing um, as many, I forget what they're called, lumens or something like that, um, mm. as you can, like, as fast as you can, or you're going... Uh, try to, to try to make it as far as you can in the level without die without dying, um, and you'll either control him, you know, Raymond, you know, just running, you know, and jumping and everything, or sometimes you use the touch screen as a second player, and you'll be like actually, uh, you know, drawing and interacting with the with the map itself and, and everything. Um, I think you can do them two player, but I haven't tried that yet. So I've only tried the mm-hmm. single player stuff, and everything I've done. I've actually not even played the game on the TV. Everything has been on the uh, the uh, gamepad, which is really cool. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to uh, to try that out, I guess. Um, but yeah, so that's the Rayman Legend Challenges app on the eShop. So check that out right now. It's free, um, and enjoy it up until the game's release. At which point, probably everybody's gonna be too busy playing other games and not be able to buy the game. So sucks for you, Ubisoft. But, However. I will say this very quick, and we don't have to discuss it, but I just want to uh, shout out to um, Nia, or uh, what's that? <laughs> now I'm forgetting what it's called. What's the shooting game that we played like a long time, but haven't played in a while? Uh, Nano Assault. Neo is oh, now on yeah. sale. So for you guys that have been listening and thinking, yeah, I want to, I want to get that game. It's now on sale, so go get it. All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well. Check it out, and I guess I have to suit it up now and see if anybody's beat some of my scores. i got to go back and uh, play some of that now. It'll be a little while before I'm able to log in, and hopefully hopefully like next week or something I can get caught up with stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, at least there, there isn't too much out right now. I know that there's going to be an onslaught of stuff starting with the summer, um, so we'll have uh, lots to kind of get into at that point in time. So uh, I guess with that being said, let's move on to that lots of stuff coming up in the summer, um, which basically was announced with a recent Nintendo Direct. So it's the last podcast where we're kind of like, you know, 
there's a Nintendo Direct coming up, and they're just they just announced the Japan one and everything. We're like, what's going on? We're confused. Uh, apparently, they were all pretty much the same. Maybe a couple differences. I think the Japanese one had a couple extra things, um, but they're all pretty much the same. Nintendo Direct. Um, so I posted a little recap on NintendoFuse.com and included some of the other release dates from like Europe and North America and that kind of thing for for those of you out there. Um, so let's kind of go through that. Um, I started off continuing the year of Luigi in uh, Nintendo Direct, and this was on uh, April 17th, by the way. Um, and uh, so they started talking about Mario and Luigi Dream Team for the 3DS, uh, which lets you switch back and forth between the dream world and the real world, and they kind of showed more gameplay footage and everything. Uh, the game comes out August 11th in North America and July 12th in Europe, so they get it basically a whole month before us. Um, and then they also talked about Mario Golf World Tour, which will have the communities feature of Mario Kart 7, and you can play others over Wi-Fi. You can create tournaments with different rules. There's local multiplayer, all of that good stuff, and that comes out this summer in North America. Um, so those two games we kind of got, you know, some more details on, some updates on. Um, what are your thoughts on, on these games? Uh, we'll start with you, Steve. Um, yeah, they were. It's, it's been all um, great. I. I I don't even know, <laughs> honestly, where to start. I just, uh, I know that I just really, <laughs> I, I was kind of floored by um, a few of them. Um, let's see what I was thinking. Um, I, I think Earthbound, even though I'm, like, not a, a huge fan of Earthbound, like, I know so many people are excited about that. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about actually is, is Zelda. Um, that game, it, from, it, I know we've only seen like a little bit, but I'm so excited about it. Um, it looks great, and and I've been you know itching for a for a Zelda game like this. So yeah, overall I was I was very impressed. But yeah. How about you, Greg? I was also pretty impressed with the entire direct. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to like the Mario and Luigi Dream Team. It was nice to have a little bit of additional footage and information on how exactly that's going to work, like when you transcend between the two worlds and how you play with like Luigi's like face, whatever, how it interacts with the actual gameplay and seeing actually some of the combat options that are going to be new this time around. Everything seemed very impressive to me, at least, and that's definitely a day one purchase for me, but also what Steve was saying with the Zelda, that was I was really surprised to see that one's already coming along really well. And I actually have been saying before, I'm not a huge fan of the Link to the Past, but for just for just knowing the stuff that's in the sequel, I mean, it seems like it's really very fun to play. I mean, I really was interested with that gameplay mechanic where you can fly along the walls and stuff like that. I think that's a good direction to head and everything like that. I mean, I'm always excited for the new Zelda game because I actually did like the Skyward Sword despite a number of people that didn't really care for it as much, but I, for one, is still um, addicted to Zelda games and I'm very excited to see that there's no coming to the 3DS. Right. Yeah, I think, um, like, I went into this Nintendo Direct thinking, like, you know, this you know might be kind of interesting, maybe a couple of little new things. I wasn't expecting too much, but they kind of pulled out all the stops. Um at least for 3DS. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's kind of a lot of interesting things. Um, so let me just, I'll just give a little brief rundown of what was announced, and then we'll discuss some of the, the major points. So I mentioned Mario & Luigi Dream Team, Mario Golf World Tour, those release dates. 
They announced Mario Party for 3DS, back to the traditional Mario Party style. Uh, the game's going to have seven different boards, each with its own set of rules, and some of the minigames will use AR functionality. And that comes out this winter in North America. Uh, new Super Luigi U, the DLC for New Super Mario Bros. U. All of the 82 stages are now customized for Luigi. Um, the timer on the levels is set to 100 seconds, so it's a bit tougher. Uh, releases this summer in North America. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D for 3DS has a new mode with more health and items. It also features eight new levels as well as co-op via local multiplayer. That comes out May 24th. There was a new Yoshi's Island title for 3DS announced with a new art style, and it features a lot of the traditional series elements like Yoshi's Flutter Jump. Uh, the Wii U system update um, details were revealed, which we'll get into a bit later on, as well as the Wii U Virtual Console um, lineup, which, again, we'll get to later. Um, Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move was talked about. That's coming to the 3DS eShop on May 9th. It has more than 180 levels, as well as four minigames. Uh, Wii U Panorama View um, is now out on the eShop as a free download, uh, at least a little trailer for it is, and then each video is $2. Um, in terms of some Wii U stuff, for Pikmin 3, the, it's kind of been rumored about the pink-colored winged Pikmin, so it was officially announced that there's going to be those pink Pikmin in there, so they're called winged Pikmin, and that comes out August 11th in North America, July 13th in Japan. Um, so that's a ways away. Um, as was kind of mentioned already, Earthbound is coming to the Wii U Virtual Console in North America and Europe by the end of the year, thanks to all of the fans for Amiibers. Um, Game & Wario for Wii U comes out June 23rd. LEGO City Undercover The Chase Begins is out now on 3DS. Uh, special Animal Crossing 3DS XL coming to North America in a bundle with New Leaf pre-installed. Uh, same day as the game releases on June 9th. The bundle will cost $219.99. Um, Europe is also getting the bundle on June 14th. The Legend of Zelda Oracles of Ages and Legend of Zelda Oracles of Seasons are coming to the 3DS Virtual Console on May 30th in North America. Uh, Nintendo is going to publish Square Enix's title Bravely Default Flying Fairy for 3DS in 2014, and uh, this year, actually, in Europe. And Professor Layton and the Azure Legacies coming to the 3DS next year, and this year in Europe. Uh, Level 5 Guild 2 titles will be released on the 3DS eShop individually soon, and so they're called Bugs vs. Takes, Starship Dampery, and Attack of the Friday Monsters of Tokyo's Tale. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 comes out May 23rd in Japan, July 16th in North America, and it was also announced for Europe. Um, Legends of Zelda Link to the Past 2, or whatever I guess they're going to call it, it hasn't officially really been named yet, um, announced for 3DS, um, features the classic top-down gameplay style, and Link can also become a drawing, kind of move around on the walls. There's a 3D video available for free as a download on the eShop right now. comes out this holiday in North America. So a lot of Ooh. stuff that they kind of... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> a lot of stuff announced. Um, so we kind of already started talking about Zelda, so I guess we'll continue with that. Uh, have you guys gotten a chance to check out that uh, the actual 3D video on the eShop? I downloaded it, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, as with other stuff related to the Internet, I have not checked out much. I'm mostly playing local stuff when I can. So Yeah, I, I just figured I need to get... The game's a while away. I was like, oh, I'll get around to watching the video eventually. I mean, the it looks great and everything from what I saw, you know, what, what they showed and everything. But I was just like, you know, unlike you, Hassan, I, I, I don't try to 
always jump up, jump ahead of the game and, and watch things before they actually come out. Um, <laughs> oh. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, since the game is so far along, or, or so far away, I figured, you know, I'll, I'll watch the trailer eventually um, and on the 3DS and everything, but it's, I'm not in a huge hurry, um, obviously. So, yeah, it's sitting there waiting for me to watch it, but just overall, I mean, it, it does look fantastic. I think it's I think it's really cool how they've how they've designed this game. Right. Yeah, I I always try and like, at least download the video right away because sometimes who knows with Nintendo like they tend to remove those videos and stuff. Um, so it's always good to at least download them soon. But um, but uh, yeah, I did watch it and I think uh, it was kind of interesting looking. I I know I'm sure uh, I know Ross in the chat is already like you know. Not a fan of Link to the Past. Hold up. Like, he's all, you know, <laughs> getting into it. And uh, shout out to um, I, Mr. Blanky, or however you say that, I guess, um, in the chat as well. Uh, he's saying Link to the Past 2 looks interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've said this before in other podcasts. I'm not big on the, like, 2D Zeldas and stuff. I'm only really a fan of the 3D Zeldas. So I'm not really, I wasn't really excited about this. I know it was kind of a big deal, so I can understand the hype around it, I guess. But, um I'm probably not going to be um, mm-hmm. getting this, but uh, it, it does look kind of interesting. I do, I do think it's kind of neat how they're sort of, you know, changing things up a bit and trying out like how Link can become a drawing and move around on the walls. It seems like it'll be a really interesting mechanic in the in the gameplay. Um, yeah, I kind of. I'm, I'm really interested in why, because as of right now, it just <laughs> it seems so odd. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't. Like in my mind, I'm like, how does this connect to the rest of the game? But I'm sure they'll, you know, pull it into some story that's going to be really cool, um, you know. But I, I'm just, I'm just excited to actually do have a a, a modern top-down uh, Zelda game because I mean, like while like, the originals are great and everything, their nostalgia and everything still holds up today. It's cool that they're able to to bring it into today's world, you know, into a modern setting and use the 3D elements in, in a really cool way just to actually move, you know, even though it's top down, they're still moving in 3D, which is, which is pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. But, I guess. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I was just saying, I think it's still really cool. They have the other handheld Zelda than the last in my opinion, I haven't enjoyed too much the Phantom Hourglass and like Spirit Track. I don't think were very good representations of like this uh, kind of top-down or like the 2D-ish type approach. So, I mean, I I was also really intrigued with the mechanic. It almost seems like it's like a Paper Mario kind of aspect to it, way he was able to transition from 2D to 3D, kind of brought back memories from Super Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely got that similarity too. At first I was like, what? Paper Zelda? What's going on? But, um, yeah, definitely. Looks, the only the only thing that I, as I was kind of reading, I thought this was a little interesting for those that are into the whole timeline of the Zelda series. Mm-hmm. Apparently, like, when Link turns into a drawing, that looks just like a drawing from, like, Wind Waker or some other Zelda or something. Yep. So, um, I thought yeah, it's a little neat little connection, I guess. Yeah, actually, I just, um, I think I mentioned it in a, a podcast where I ended up getting getting the Hyrule Historia book and you know, I just read it a few weeks ago and um it's just it's so interesting and, you know, they usually put only to the past, you know, before everything else, I think if I'm 
remembering correctly. Um, it's like one of the early games in the in the timeline, so it is kind of cool to 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 go back to something that was before the whole split of the timeline. I think um, because uh, there's so much, I guess, that probably in the stories that they could still explore in in, in that time period and everything. So, um, but yeah, I think the the drawing design is kind of interesting um, because it does kind of resemble some of the, the hieroglyphic. Uh, explanations that sometimes they do in the cutscenes of at least one other Zelda game that I can remember. There might have been actually more than one. Right. <laughs> you have to correct me. The Link to the Past is the first one on the split of the Heroes Defeated timeline. That's the one that comes right after that kind of time when he is defeated. So it's inserted right there. It's probably a new entry of that timeline. It, has a, it just has like the four oldest games of two for Lego Nintendo, the one for Boy, and then the one for Super Nintendo. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I have to, I totally, like I read the timeline and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of sounds interesting and then I just totally forgot it. It's a little challenging to remember. I'm going to have to, yeah. um, I might I might get that Hyrule Historia book as well and trying to, you know, get that. It looks interesting. Um, yeah. It is definitely a good read, though. I did get to learn a lot about the original games. I didn't even know any of the facts about especially a different podcast, but I will story it, though. <laughs> mm. Nice. Yeah, it's always cool to get those types of books and things. Um, so Link to the Past 2, where I guess they, they haven't really said officially what they're going to call it, um, but, you know, it's similar to Link to the Past, I guess, in that style. Um, but uh, so that was one of the big announcements. But another big thing, it was kind of already mentioned, but Earthbound coming to the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, and I think that this is kind of really cool because Miiverse, time and time again, is proving to become, like, really a platform for gamers to really, you know, say what they want to say. I mean, it starts off, we start out with the whole Rayman thing, and everybody's complaining about the delay, and obviously that didn't get changed, but they still released this Challenges app for free to everybody. Um they're at least putting in some effort, you know, towards that. At least the developers are. Um, so, you know, that was one instance. And then we have this instance here. Actually, another instance was with the virtual console. I think um, the uh, the games are in, I think they're in 60 hertz in North America or something, but in Europe they're in 50 hertz or something like that. And I think they're, people were kind of, you know, complaining about it and they wanted it to be, you know, different. And so that got changed. Um, and now this where everybody, you know, when, when Earthbound was announced in the Japanese Wii U virtual console, is the Miiverse boards for it were flooded with, like, bring this to North America and Europe, you know, um, and they actually listened. So um, I think that's really cool that they're actually using Miiverse to pay attention to what people want. Um, I, I know because of that, because they've, you know, finally listened, I'm going to be getting Earthbound. I don't really know a thing about it other than everybody seems to love this series, but I'm going to get it and check it out. Um, uh, what about you guys? What do you think about Earthbound and, and Miiverse and everything? I also want to expand a little bit on what you were just saying, though, because I think Steve was quoted on an earlier podcast saying how it's been like a Nintendo Nintendo forums for the actual company, so it's just amazing on how they're like responding to the fans from Miiverse. But in regards to Earthbound, I, I've actually never really played anything, and I'm actually interested to check it out. I've posted on the forums that I had looked into purchasing a retro copy on Amazon, but when I had like a 
$80 or $100 price tag, then it made me lose interest. But for it to be available for like 8 bucks, then I'll actually try it out. I mean, I do like RPG games, so it does seem like a game that I would enjoy. Yeah, I, uh, I've I've played a little bit of Earthbound. I'm definitely not. I've um, not even come close to beating the game. Um, I think probably in total I've only put maybe just a couple hours into it. So, um, but I know obviously that there are tons of of fans um, as evident in in Miiverse, and I just think it's awesome that they actually made a difference. I mean, I think you know, back to, like, um, Xenoblade and, and those games, the Operation Rainfall, just, you know, what if the Miiverse was actually in place, you know, during that time? Um, it would just been, like, kind of crazy, I think. Um, and I think the only unfortunate thing, um, byproduct of of <laughs> people realizing that Nintendo is actually reading what they're writing on there is that people are trying it with other things, and sometimes it's annoying to read through all these posts and they pretty much are all saying the exact same thing. And there's like a couple people that I've noticed that are just so stinking annoying because they'll be, they'll wait. It looks like every five minutes after they can post again, they'll post the exact same thing over and over and over again, just like floods the entire community. And, and that really like, even though I understand, like, it's usually for something they really want and everything, and I understand that they can do that, and it's no will pay attention, probably, it, it's still really annoying. Um, so I hope that they, you know, I, I hope that, I guess, it doesn't kill Miiverse, like, the power that it has. Um, you know, I don't want any more restrictions put on it, but at the same time, I would appreciate if they could somehow... I don't know, stop people from posting the same exact thing over and over and over again. <laughs> right. And there's power in numbers, but when one person is doing it over again, it's just annoying. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that would make sense to include some sort of a limit on if it's the same message, you know, multiple times or something like, I think that makes sense to kind of try and restrict that, reduce spam and everything. Um but, uh, but, yeah, so I think um, that'll be interesting to see Earthbound by the end of the year. Um, I'm sure uh, uh, Nick, who used to be on the, one of the podcast crew mm-hmm. members, huge Earthbound fan, I'm sure, you know, he's super excited about this as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. Um, what else is there? So there's a couple of new games that were announced. Uh, there's one that I wasn't, you know, well, a couple I wasn't excited, I guess, but, Yoshi's Island. There's a new Yoshi's Island game coming for 3DS. With a new Wii U Yoshi title, I didn't think we were going to get a 3DS one, but apparently so. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. I, I didn't really get too much into the previous Yoshi's Island games. I don't, I don't think I really played much of them, but, um, uh, you know, the new one looked kind of interesting, and I'm definitely uh, curious to see more about it. Um, are either of you guys big into Yoshi's Island at all? Nope. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I, I think I never, I never did. Um, I don't know. I think I just, when the original one came out, you know, I was, I was probably, oh man, it was for Super Nintendo, right? I think it was the follow-up to Super Mario World. Um, and so I think I was probably like, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. I don't know, maybe, maybe a teenager at the time. 
And I just remember thinking, no, I don't want to play with baby Mario. This is just stupid. And, and from that point on, I like I never enjoyed the games that used baby Mario, uh, which usually the the Yoshi's Island games did. Um, so I never, I was never a fan of it. Um, it looks cool now that I'm, you know, not a, a stuck-up teenager. Um, I can appreciate the game for for what it is, but I. Still, I probably won't get it, um, you know, on my own. If we get a review copy or something like that, that's a different story. But um, it won't be on the top of my list to get. But it does look pretty cool. Like Steve, I actually do really like uh, Yoshi's Island series. I played the one for Super Nintendo. I had the original. And I also had the DS one for a long time. And I didn't really get into the DS one. I watched it. It was a little kind of difficult when... And then when other games were coming out, so I eventually set it down. But I'm pretty interested to see where they're going to go with the 3DS version. It seems like they'll be able to make additional improvements and it'll be even more enjoyable. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of new stuff. Um, they didn't really you know, get too too much into details yet uh, or even really give a release date or anything. But um It'll be interesting to see you know, more details about that. Maybe we'll hear more about it at uh, E3 or something. Um, but another game announced, and this one I'm actually really excited about, uh, Mario Party for 3DS was announced. And I'm excited because it's back to the traditional Mario Party. Like, Mario Party 9 was such a disappointment for me. Um, but this is like the traditional Mario Party. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that coming out this winter. And I think uh, I played Mario Party DS, and I love the download play feature in that. Um, played that a bunch with my sister. And now that my um, I gave my old 3DS to my sister and I have a 3DS XL, I'm sure Mario Party 3DS will be something that we'll be playing as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, are either of you guys looking at uh, Mario Party 3DS? I am not, well, actually. I, I didn't really care for the DS one a whole lot. And I've kind of... Been off the Mario Party horse. I mean, I haven't really played nine very much, and I mean, eight was pretty enjoyable for the most part. But I've kind of stopped on playing with those kind of games. So I'm probably gonna be passing on that one unless we get a review copy for it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the console versions of Mario Party. Played you know most of them, um, and owned a cut you know a couple, and you know friends that owned other ones. And I remember you know, just playing hours of it in the college dorm and, and stuff. That is a blast. Um, didn't get the DS version, mainly because it, was, it wasn't, it was you know, any sort of online play. And, um, and by that time, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends that were nearby to actually play a Mario Party game with. Um, and so I skipped it. I skipped over it because Mario Party by yourself is just only so much fun, and then it gets kind of dumb. Um, in my opinion, because uh, it's a party game. And I think this is going to be the same way around. If they don't implement some sort of online feature with it, it's going, it's not going to appeal to me um, at all because, I mean, yeah, it's just it's not going to be anything that's going to be exciting for me. Um, I mean, I'm the only one that has a 3DS um, in my house, and I pretty much, like the other people I know that have them are you know, spread out, and we don't really get together just to play 3DS games, like, and hang out. Like, if we're going to get together, we usually play Wii U or something um, on the TV because it's 
more exciting um, for party games, in my opinion, um, to have something on the TV. So, I don't know. I've just never, um, unless they implement online, I, I can't see my me getting very excited about a Mario Party game on a, on a 3DS. Um, the only time I could ever see exciting is something like a gaming event or, or something like that. So, like, taxis might be fantastic um, for, you know, something like Mario Party or, you know, even, you know, possibly even E3 or something some event where a lot of people could come together to play, but just normal day-to-day life, um, you know, not being in Japan where we gather together, you know, like, like that, um, <laughs> maybe these Miiverse communities, or not Miiverse, sorry, uh, Nintendo uh, Street Pass, you know, um, communities that exist in the big cities, maybe, um, that could be cool, but I think for the, the rest of the 95% of the population, I don't know. All right. Yeah, I think uh, multiplayer is definitely where the game shines. And like, if I if I didn't have my sister that had a 3DS as well, I probably you know wouldn't be getting the game as well. Um, although online multiplayer would be great. I just I have this feeling they're not going to have online multiplayer though. I just for some reason I just know it. Like Nintendo's going to come up with some excuse like Mario Party is not a type of game that can be played online because it lasts so long. Or I I just I can just see right. Nintendo's response. I would almost see like um, maybe like collections of mini games or something like that. But yeah, the full all-out game would be way too long online. However, um, one of the other games they talked about is Mario Golf, and it's going to be online. Can you imagine mm-hmm. playing 18 holes like with people online? That's going to be just as long as a Mario Party game. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking that one might be more like three three courses or something. I don't think it would be anything like that. Cause, I mean, they, even, they didn't even let you have like the longest tennis matches for Mario Tennis Open, so... You only could play like the sudden death or like a, a match of like two like two or three games or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuse for Nintendo to not have online play for at least like a mini game mode because all the Mario parties, at least in the past few years, have had like an ability to play just the mini games too. You know, with friends like in a special mini game mode, so they could do something just like that for online. So there's really no no excuse there, but. Right. Or even, I, like, like I mean, even if they did like leaderboards or something like that for the mini games, you know, something mm-hmm. like that would kind of be cool too. Just something to make it appealing on the go. And maybe they got that in in, in you know in mind, but they haven't really announced anything about it. Yeah. It is still too early to kind of say, so I guess we'll have to to wait and see. But at least I'm just happy to return to traditional Mario Party gameplay, and I hope that whenever Mario Party 10, I guess it is, for, you know, consoles comes out on Wii U or, you know, whenever, um, hopefully that goes back to the traditional gameplay there as well. Um, and uh, that'll be interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think people in the chat are also, you know, agreeing. Roth is saying New Mario Party should have been a Wii U title. Um, I'm Mr. Blanky saying one thing, the next Mario Party console really needs is the option to play with all computer players, because he's saying it's it's funny to to watch all the computers just play each <laughs> other. <That's funny. laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so those are some of the new games um, announced. What else came out? Oh, uh, Wii U Panorama View came out as a um, download on the eShop as well. Um, have either of you guys checked that out at all? I checked it out like at E3, um, and then when I realized. Um, that nothing had changed from the same thing that I had played at E3. I wasn't in a big hurry to get it on my own um, Wii U. Like, I downloaded the the little sample video, um, the demo videos they have, but I didn't even fire it up yet. I just, it's there. 
because um, I figured, you know, I'll show it to my wife sometime, and I'll, you know, maybe if people come over, you know, I'll show it to them or something like that. But as for me, I, you know, I've already, I already played around with it quite a bit at E3, and it's no different than what I've already seen. So, yeah. And as you probably guess, no, I did not check out how to well, you didn't really miss much, Greg, because it's, uh, it's not that special, really, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I downloaded the the free preview thingy, and then I also um, got the, the London tour for $2 because my uncle from London was visiting, and I thought it would be cool to show him that, you know, that technology and how be like, hey, you're actually looking at London right now. So it took a he, he didn't fully understand how to use the gamepad. Everybody I showed this to, like my mom, my uncle, everybody, they stand there and they tilt the gamepad. I'm like, no, no, no. You can, like, literally tilt yourself and, like, look all around yeah. you. It takes them a second to get it. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, it's interesting. I, I kind of watched a little bit of the video. I wasn't paying too too much attention to it. But uh, um, it's an interesting concept. But so far, I mean, the videos released are nothing too special. I, I think it would be cool if, like, they released maybe as like a free download during E3. Like, what about a little 3D video of their E3 booth or something, a little tour of mm-hmm. that, or you know, different events that go on or different special things, like a Nintendo World Store, you know, launch party for a game. Here's a 3D video of this event, or different things like that as promotional things. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think that's um, what I'm getting more excited. Or, or places that are you know really difficult to get into um, normally, or it's really hard to you know, go visit some places and everything. So, you know, go through those. I, I mean, I've, I'm sure this is, I don't know how they do it, you know, with a full 3D um, camera and everything. So I don't know if it's really involved to put these things together or what. Um, but if it's not, then it would be cool to have them, you know, of, you know, things like E3 or something like that um, to kind of to put them out there um, for, you know, people back home. They could hear like, oh, this is cool. I'm actually kind of walking through the whole you know, uh, show floor at E3 or something like that. Um, that would be pretty cool, but I don't know how, yeah, how easy it is to put these things together. Right. Um, and then the last thing that I kind of wanted to sort of focus on um, with some of the Wii U release dates and stuff, I guess. Um, so Iwata kept on saying, you know, from March onwards, we're going to have a steady stream of games. And March came, and it was like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff coming out. This is crazy. Um, and then, like, April came, and we're like, what happened? And <laughs> apparently there's nothing in May either. <laughs> Basically not much in June either. Um, but, yeah, we're kind of in another drought now. Um, seems a lot of the games are being pushed back, so they're not, you know, coming out anytime soon. looks like Game & Wario is June 23rd. Um, Pikmin 3 is August 11th. Uh, no release date for Wii Fit U. Um, and I think I think those... Oh, and the Wonderful 101, I think, is this summer or something. Um, so those are the ones that were supposed to come out in the first half of this year. But um, as you can see, that's not really um, happening much. Um, Pikmin 3 is rather disappointing. August 11th. That's um, a pretty, uh, pretty big delay there. It comes out July 13th in Japan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that's one of the games I've been most excited about. Um, but, uh, it's taken them a while to kind of release some of this stuff. Hopefully, I mean, you know, it's good that they'll have time to really focus on these things, but, um, and it seems like now up until from the summer to the end of the year, things are going to be loaded with games, but, 
kind of sucks having to wait for some of these. Um, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about some of these release dates? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think of it the same way. I mean, we mentioned it before. It, it stinks that they're so long, and I think it's only going to it's going to only um, help the argument that a lot of people have that the Wii U doesn't have any games. <laughs> um, but, I mean, in the end, like we've said before, um, you know, delays and everything are usually a good thing because the game's going to be better um, in the long run, but it still kind of stinks, I think, um, as a fan um, of the company and the, and the games and everything. Um, it stinks because, you know, this is probably not helping um, their momentum. Uh, and also, just as a as a gamer myself, you know, I, I want a lot of these games to come out because I really want to play them. Um, and I have to wait a little longer than I normally would. Um, you know, it is good, I guess, for the sake of, you know, making sure I can actually get through games I already have before I get a new one. Um, but that's really the only bright side other than, you know, maybe a better game in the end. Um, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I'm also kind of disappointed. That, I mean, obviously as a fellow gamer as well, as you would like the games to come out like tomorrow, but obviously they need time to be polished and make sure that they're the best that they can possibly be. And just the worst part is, I mean, they've been telling us that, oh, they'll be out in the first half of the year, Then now they're being announced in August. Well, that's not really the first half of the year anymore. So obviously that kind of stinks for those looking for, like, like Pikmin 3 and stuff like that to push back even farther than when the Nintendo directs it. I think it was in January that was saying, like, oh, they'd be out in the first half of the year and just a little bit longer until the games come. And, oh, it's now it took us over the whole summer that it's going to be completely dry like it's been since, like, January. So we'll have a couple of releases here and there, but most of the big-ticket games won't be out until the end of summer, towards the end of summer. Right. Yeah, yeah and I think that, uh, that sucks, too. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, just, um, I think I and Mr. Blanky mentioned um, just w- why some of these games are delayed doesn't make sense because like Game and Wario um, it's been out already in Japan for a while so it's not like I don't really think they're putting a ton more work into the game itself so is it really taking that long to translate it into local yeah, it's really it's really not much to translate in a WarioWare type game you know like Game of Wario no. there's really not much I feel like they've already translated most of the game just from all the demos they've had like a year ago like I played it before right. Wii U came out some of the mini games. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, and that's actually kind of what I was saying too. Like, the, I mean, he was saying, I am like he's saying uh, the decision to release Game of Warrior after E3 baffles me. It's also the fact that if it's, if the game's releasing after E3, you know they're going to spend time at E3 talking about these games and showing them off. And at that point, it's like, all right, we're tired of these games. Just release them. We want to know right. about other games, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know, Game and Wario, and that that game's totally going to just go forgotten too because it's going to be in all the, the chaos of like you know after E3 and then here's the summer and all these other games like it's just going to um, go to the wayside of it so it's kind of unfortunate there mm-hmm. I mean I'm thinking it might fare a little better because it'll be out in the land before games so <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be like August we're going to have like Pikmin 3 and then like September it's going to be we'll have like the Rayman 
Legends and like October will be <laughs> like the Wind Waker for Wii U and um, yeah, that's if they if they keep all these dates like the second half of this year is going to be jam packed. Yeah, right. I mean, plus yeah. they keep them. I mean, plus I was also reading stuff that they're anticipating that the 3D Mario game and Mario Kart U will be out by the end of the year too. So is it going to be like a what they what they did with the 3DS like Mario 3D Land and Mario Kart 7? Are they going to be like three weeks apart or? <laughs> Yeah. Mm. It'll be a crazy holiday season if that's the case. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so lots of interesting stuff, I guess, on the horizon there. Um, was there anything else from the Nintendo Direct in particular that you guys wanted to, to highlight at all? I know we're going to talk about the system update and virtual console in a second, um, but anything else? Uh, I, I just want to say if any Nintendo people are company people are working uh, that work for Nintendo that are listening to this podcast, please release a, well, kind of please release. I will say it because I want one, but I'll also say you don't have to be in a big hurry about it because I don't, you're, you're tempt me to spend my money. But I would like a 3DS XL that actually appeals to me um, because even though I like Animal Crossing, I don't want it on my 3DS XL and all the other, like the Pokemon and things like that, don't appeal to me. So please release a color that I would actually like, like black. <laughs> you already put it out in another region. Just bring it over here in the U.S. All right, that's it. <laughs> you don't like the old pink one that they're releasing in, like, what is it, Europe or something? Or some other region? Uh, like, come on. This it's appeal all pink, to the like stereotypical girl gamer is annoying. <laughs> release me a black console. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see more more colors of, of the system and stuff. Um, guess we'll have to to wait and see. Um, so that kind of wraps it up for the Nintendo Direct. There, so lots of interesting things. You can see the full recap on NintendoFuse.com. Um, and now I kind of want to get into some of the other stuff that was discussed in the Nintendo Direct. It's finally out now. Um, starting with the Wii U Virtual Console, which has launched now. Um, and so Wii U Virtual Console has released with uh, the following games. Um, on NES, we have Punch-Out, Balloon Fight, Kirby's Adventure, Donkey Kong Jr., Ice Climber, and Excite Bike. And on uh, Super Nintendo, we have Super Mario World and F-Zero. So uh, about half of these games were um, already released as 30-cent you know, preview titles, and now they're, they're in full price on the, uh, the eShop. Um, many of these have been on the Wii Virtual Console before. It's not all of them, I'm not sure. Um, so if you've already bought them, you can basically now upgrade to um, for like a dollar, dollar fifty, or however much it is to kind of upgrade to the Wii U version, which allows for you know off TV play and uh, Miiverse functionality and all that good stuff. Um, so I guess I've the Wii Virtual Console games I've gotten are just ones that you know have been released for thirty cents. So I've kind of played some of those. Um, the only one I've really given much time to is Balloon Fight, which um, has been pretty fun. Um, but I'm a little disappointed. Like, I mean, yeah. I was kind of disappointed by this launch lineup. Like, after all this time, I mean, they have this giant virtual console on Wii, and this is all they released with half of these already out from the past few months. Like, really, Nintendo? What are you guys doing? What is, like, is this really that hard to release Wii U virtual console versions? It's um, yeah. kind of disappointing. The um, the yeah. only positive side is that we actually uh, got a, a more games than the European people did. 
Um, oh, really? They only what, like, got six games, I think. However, Japan got ten. So, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I was not too happy about this lineup. I mean, like you said, we already. I mean, if you've been paying, if you've been getting the thirty cent games, which were no brainers for me, because um, they're thirty cents. Um, you know, we already got Punch Out, Balloon Fight, and Kirby's Adventure, um, and F Zero. Um, so we pretty much only have four games left. Um, Ice Climber, eh. Donkey Kong Jr., I prefer Donkey Kong. Um, Excite Bike, I already have like probably three or four different copies on other consoles. <laughs> and Super Mario World's pretty much the same way. So I'm like, you know, I, I'm tempted maybe to get Super Mario World sometime down the line. Um, but that that's about it. Like, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I also agree the lineup was pretty disappointing. I was actually thinking we'd get Mario 2 because they were like highlighting that one in the video, but I guess that one might be like next week or something. And I also posted on the forums that I hope that this like small release will have a few more updates, like three or four updates at least a week and not this one like game at a time like the 3DS has been getting for a while. I mean, I really hope they will really ramp up what the Wii was when it was strong and had like five weeks. So I really hope they'll have like a pace like that at least. But yeah. I don't I mean, like... If they released like eight a week, that'd be great. I'd be okay with that, you know, if they just said, you know, uh, sorry, it's only eight this first time, but it's going to be eight a week from here on out. Oh, okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I was also going to continue to say it was also disappointing mostly the ones that were on the 3DS. Like Ice Climber is already there. Donkey Kong Jr. already there. We already had those. Mm-hmm. So um, it always seemed like those were pretty much were already done, so I guess they were easier to put on the Wii U. So cause those already had the save states. It was just integrating the controller and the off-screen, off-TV play. Um, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't get either of those just because I already have them on the 3DS, and I'm not going to be playing Donkey Kong Jr. that much on the Wii U for it to be worth five dollars. I didn't have the Wii version of it. Same thing with the Ice Climber. Um, I did get Super Mario World because I was sucker for that game. I love it a lot. I've been that one already into the Forest of Illusion, so <laughs> still as easy as I remember it. Um, like like I was never a big fan of that one either, so I wasn't going to get that either because I already have the 3D classic version of it. Mm-hmm. The I I really like the Wii version that they put out, you know, a couple of years ago. That game uh, version of Excite Bike is really fun. Um, I did notice that in the Kirby's Adventure um, that the slowdown is still there, which is kind of funny um, to me because it very accurately emulates, you know, the original game. Um, but there's so many people throwing a fit in Miiverse. Why does the game slow down? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like... They tried to, you know, emulate the original thing. They didn't, they didn't, you know, take that out just because now the console can handle it. They actually left it in to, uh, for nostalgia's sake, which I thought was kind of interesting. Right. I did, I did pick up that one, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. It was thirty cents, so it was like, oh, why not? But yeah, I'm, I imagine Mega Man will be the same way once those. That coming over the way to Wii U as well. Cause I know those are payments for slowdowns and flickers and whatnot too. So I know Nintendo's 
always had that standpoint, like, oh, we're not going to really modify the original game. It's going to play how it did, like, if you had the regular Nintendo or whatever. So, obviously, the save states and stuff will be new, but that, those are always much appreciated because that's kind of basic functionality at this and those kind of games. Yeah. Was it was it you that said um, somewhere in the forums or comments or something like that? I can't remember who said it, but um, that it would be cool if eventually they did, you know, tie in our our accounts, you know, from Wii U to 3DS and at least the virtual console games. We could cross-play between the two. You know, if we bought it on one, we could use it on the other. That'd be awesome. I don't know if that's even possible because it's been around for so long, like tying the eShops together. Um, but I think that'd be really cool considering, you know, I, I would probably buy more games, like virtual console games, if they did that. Because right now I'm just like, I go back and forth, like, should I buy here? Should I buy it there? You know, whatever. I end up, you know, I'll buy more virtual console games on my 3DS because I can play that at home or on the go. With I buy it on the Wii, I'm stuck to it only at home. Um, but if they eventually did, you know, bring it into both, that'd be really cool because I'd love to play it on the TV you know, when I get a chance, but I'd love to take it on the go as well. Right. And, um, I was just going to answer this question. I, did, I, did, I have been suggesting that for Nintendo. I've been, I send them emails kind of almost like quarterly and mm-hmm. try to like let them know when I can saying, hey, this would be a great feature. I know, I think, yeah, I think even like PSN can do that between the Vita and the PlayStation 3. Yeah. So. And I thought I read on like another site or something that, that Nintendo was looking into this cross-play thing where there might be a charge or something between it or something, but I don't know if that's any truth or valid to that or if it was a rumor or where they got that information from, but I did actually look into it, though, which was pretty interesting to me, at least. Right, Um, and actually uh, that's kind of what... uh, So there's this person, Emily Rogers, who I guess this is supposed to, like she's kind of an insider. She seems to have some insider information about stuff. Um, yeah. And she kind of predicted like the you know the release dates of the system update, different things like that. So she's saying so. I guess it's still a rumor for now, but she seems pretty credible. And some other um, pretty reliable people have said her sources are are pretty solid. Um, she has said that by the end of this year, um, there will be some sort of connectivity between the Wii U Virtual Console and 3DS Virtual Console. And what she is saying is that she's not necessarily saying cross-play um, because she's not really saying that, like, you can start it on here and then continue on here, that kind of thing. But she's saying that what will happen is if you buy a game on, you know, the Wii U Virtual Console, then you'll be able to get it on the 3DS Virtual Console at a um, discounted price, essentially how it works for, um, like, the Wii Virtual Console to Wii U Virtual Console. Um, so she's saying that for games that are on both virtual consoles, you'll be able to get the other one um, at a discounted price. Not every virtual console game will allow this, but um, that seems to be kind of what they're going for, and so that'll happen by the uh, by the end of the year. Um, so I'm I'm not really sure if I like that because it seems like it's still having to buy it again. I mean, it's a discounted price, but that's kind of yeah. kind of lame, I think. Um, and having actual cross-play or something would be kind of cool where you could pick it up, you know, on one system, continue on the other, that sort of thing. But um, just, I don't know. I think, I mean, (laughs) maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a a jaded Nintendo fan. Um, But while I think cross-play and and all that stuff would be excellent, I think I'd be okay if that's what they did. 
if that's if they just offer a discount program just like they did for the Wii Virtual Console games. Um, because I, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, while I would prefer them just to give it to me for free, I mean, who wouldn't, really? Um, <laughs> I do understand that there is a little bit more work that is going into making these compatible with Wii U, and I think it's the same, you know, for 3DS. There's there's more work. There's a little work that goes into making them compatible for each console. And so, you know, if I had to pay an extra dollar to get it to be able to play it on both, that's really not that big of a deal in the end. And so, I I could um, you know, if, if that's what it's going to take for me to be able to have that option, I'll give it an extra dollar to to put the extra work in to make it compatible, and I get two versions of the game instead of one. I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah, in the uh, the chat room, um, and Mr. Blanky is saying that Emily Rogers, a financial analyst that follows the game industry, um, and Roth is saying, if you have a Wii Virtual Console, then you're going to buy it again for Wii U and then buy it again for 3DS with a discount card. Heck yeah! <laughs> mm-hmm. so, um, but, uh, yeah, so that'd be interesting to see, I guess, you know, what they end up doing with that. Um, the more kind of interesting, I mean, that to me, kind of seems like they're looking at maybe like some sort of a system to, you know, like an account system in a way almost or something to kind of connect the two systems there to detect. I mean, I'm sure they already are able to detect, you know, what they know what games you've bought. So I, it's I guess all connected I'm connected to the thinking, Nintendo, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking hopefully we'll see more connection between Wii U and 3DS in a way. That's kind of what I, I like to see. Hopefully it'll go in that direction, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking they're not going to do that uh, account thing because it's Basically, just if they have to repurchase it on the 3DS, I mean, Nintendo's infamous for having everything locked to your system. So it just sounds like they would just have it locked again to your 3DS, and they'll just like, hey, why don't you just give us a little bit more money, and then you can have a have a portable version or a console version or whatever. So I've been pretty careful mm-hmm. not trying to divulge into both virtual consoles, especially since like the NES games are on like the 3DS. And there's like, the only duplicate I would have would be the original Super Mario because I got it for free from the Ambassador program and same yeah. like the Legend of Zelda ones. But pretty much, like, the Ice Climber, I, I would not pay the even an upgrade fee for the Wii U version because I don't think I'll be playing it that much. And right. Same thing with, like, Donkey Kong Jr. and some of the other Ambassador games. I just haven't really been playing a lot. Yeah, I'd only do it for you know, games that I really want to play. Those are the ones that I that were extremely cheap or I got for free. You know, I'm, I probably wouldn't do it for that. Um, I will say that, like, that, yeah, they didn't work on the whole just, like, account system anyhow because, like you said, right now they're just tied to the system. And that's already been, you know, proved to be some issues. So they they really need to just tie those, those um, you know, purchases and everything to an account from here on out. Like, I hope that they're learning you know, from their mistakes, because <laughs> right now you can grab a used Wii U at, the, at your local GameStop, and you might have that, some access to uh, some games already by on it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know how much they're actually going to do. Like, I don't know if they're actually going to implement an account system or not, but it seems like there's already hints that they're going to do something, because when you create a Nintendo Network ID, it asks if you want to log in with an existing ID, but Right now, your Nintendo Network ID is tied to that console. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if you create it on one system, you can't cre- use it on another system. Like, it's only on that Wii U. So, that screen asking if you want to use an existing ID doesn't really make much sense right now. So, um, I would think that means they're going to be doing more with that. 
And especially if they're going to be bringing uh, Miiverse to the 3DS, um, you're going to need your Nintendo Network ID to log in there, too. And um, I, I guess I would just think if they're going to be using that more, hopefully they'll try and expand upon that system. Um, I don't know. Um, but I guess speaking of Miiverse, Miiverse is now available on the web. So if you have a Nintendo Network ID already, if you have a Wii U, basically, um, then you can go to miiverse.nintendo.net and log in there. You cannot um, view things if you don't have the Nintendo, if you don't have a Nintendo Network ID and you can't create one on a computer. You have to have Wii U to create one. Um, you gotta, you gotta join a club. You know, it's an exclusive club. Um, so this web version of Miiverse is still in beta, so you're only able to, you can view posts, you can comment on them, but you can't create new posts, or you can't, you know, draw any posts or anything. Um, and you can give yeahs and that kind of thing, but um, so it's kind of you know limited functionality right now. But uh, one other nice little thing is you can, since you're able to view Miiverse on the web, you can actually view those images too, and that's easy screenshots to share with people, which is pretty sweet. Um, so that's that's the best thing about it for me that I like, uh, just easily being able to take the the screenshots and stuff. Um, but I tried it on my iPhone or my iPad and everything, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I find myself like being so much more active on there now because I can hop on there on my computer or my or my phone or something like that. Um, and and screenshots are nice. I I think um, it's cool to see them in a little bigger and everything, you know, on my computer. But um, I think it's going to come in really handy, even you know, for us, is that um, you know we do reviews and stuff like that to be able to easily just grab a screenshot um, as long as we put it on Neverse. I could you know take it off there and, and throw it on, on our site into the review or something like that. Um, you know, I, I checked it the other day, and I think they're, they're 800 by 450 um, pixels. So, you know, there's nothing, like, extremely high res, but, you know, they're adequate enough. It's kind of it's better than what we got right now. Um, like Ross is saying, you know, baby steps. I think it's, it's kind of nice. Um, you know, they're, they're implementing this, this sort of thing and really at least taking steps toward, you know, really making a a pretty decent online presence, um, you know, what they haven't done at all before. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's only going to help in general. Um, I like it just because I can type a whole lot faster, you know, on a keyboard than I can, you know, to, you know, punching out what I'm going to say on the, on the gamepad. So when I'm, you know, really, you know, going at replying and, and writing to people or whatever on the verse, um, I'll hop on my computer and do it instead because it's a whole lot quicker, which is which is pretty cool. This is something I actually meant to check out, but I actually have no valid excuse for this. But I've actually been working a lot of late nights, so I haven't really had a lot of opportunity to log on. So I'm going to be checking it out very soon. But I was pretty excited to be able to access it from the computer and like smartphone like browsers now. So I'm definitely will be checking this out in the very near future. Yeah. And uh by the way you cannot access this through the Wii U or the three D S right now. If you go to Wii U it says <laughs> go to Miiverse because it doesn't make sense to go to the web. And if on the three D S that you can't do it yet. Um although you can through a Vita. So Yeah. You can go on Miiverse on a PlayStation Vita apparently. Um I thought it was but, pretty uh, funny when you try to load it on, on Wii U and it's like, um, stupid, go to the app. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, 
One thing that I think uh, would be kind of cool, too, um, for those that don't have a Wii U or anything, uh, it would be nice to have them be able to at least view Miiverse and not be able to post on it, so that way they kind of know what's up. Although I can understand limiting it to people that do have it just to prevent, you know, strain on the servers and everything. Um, but uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's definitely pretty nice to have it uh, on, um, you know, web devices, any any of those devices. Um, another new thing for Wii U that released was the system update, the version 3.0 system update for Wii U, the one that we've all been looking forward to. is finally out. Um, I'll just kind of do a little run-through of the features. So some of the main new features, you know, it's got a, um, obviously load times have uh, been uh, decreased. Um, there's a standby function to download and install software while the system is turned off. Uh, software purchased from the eShop will automatically install in the background once the download has been completed. Um, you can boot straight to the Wii menu by holding down the B button while the Wii U logo is displayed during startup. Um, in the system settings, you're able to transfer or copy between two USB um, storage devices. Um, so you're now able to you know, connect two of them and use those. Um, you're able to select multiple titles when transferring and copying or deleting data. Um, you can now adjust screen size in, uh, for your TV rather than before. I think it was just in Miiverse and just in the eShop, um, but now as a universal system setting, you can adjust screen size. Um, auto power down has been renamed power settings because that's you know a big change there. Um, options for the standby function are located within this menu. Okay, uh, Changes from Miiverse. With Miiverse, you can now use the Wii Remote, Wii U Pro Controller, or the Classic Controller. Um, handwritten posts are now displayed on the TV screen while you're writing them. There's undo and redo buttons available. Um, and uh, on the eShop, let's see. Oh, this is kind of nice for the eShop. Before, if you downloaded like a game or something, like I uh, downloaded um, like Need for Speed, for example. So like if I download it, and then once I boot it up, it searches for an update, and if there's an update, it will update it. So it didn't actually download the updated version, which would make sense. But now they changed that, so software downloaded from the eShop will include any of the released updates and everything. Um, so that's nice. Uh, Internet browser support for the Wii Remote and Wii Pro Controller. Um, you can change search engines when you do a search now. You can return to the Start page in the Bookmark menu, blah, blah, blah. Download management, option to change the priority of downloads. Um, yeah, so lots of little you know changes and things. Um, and overall, um, it just feels much better to me. Like, it feels definitely much snappier. Um, like, I'm really not complaining too much about some of the load times. And especially, like, loading up Miiverse is pretty quick now, and exiting Miiverse is, like, instant. So, like, I was just trying to post a screenshot of a game, so I quickly booted up a game, went to Miiverse, posted a screenshot, exited, and it was so much quicker than it used to be. Um, and it's so it's definitely um, really nice to, to have that speed now available. Um, I mean, it's still not, you know, super fast, but it's definitely a big improvement. Um, it's pretty quick. It's kind of misleading, actually, a little bit, I've noticed. Because I, when I first, you know, was trying out the update and everything, I was like, man, this thing is screaming. Um, but then I I realized, like, so as soon as it goes back to, like, the main menu after you're out of Miiverse um, or another app or whatever, it hangs just a little bit. And so if you try to tap on something right as soon as you go back, you can't always enter into something else. It's like it's still loading. Even though you can see the screen, it's still loading a little bit. Um, so it is kind of misleading because you think it's 
uploaded like instantaneous, but it's really taking a couple seconds um, to get back, which is still extremely faster than what it was, but it is a little bit misleading, I think. But. And I, my first thought was like, it's about time. <laughs> yeah. You know, now you can actually go through the venues a lot quicker or turn to like Meverse and stuff like that, like we're saying. So, that was my biggest noticeable difference. I mean, a number of the features I haven't utilized yet, so they'll be appreciated once I get to like a, a hard drive or, and then I need to upgrade it. So. Mm-hmm. I think so, even the speed and, and other apps, and just in general, I noticed like um, TV is running faster um, as well, which is awesome because that thing was a pain in the butt before because it was so stinking slow and it was just annoying. Um, but I turned it on the other day and I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually workable now, and I'm I'm not getting frustrated with it anymore. So that was that was nice too. Hmm. Well, I'll have to try that out. But yeah, TV was definitely annoying before with slow speed. Um, but uh, oh, another thing that I mean, this the speed of this hasn't necessarily improved, but because of the speed of the system, it's a bit more usable, and that's Wii U Chat. So before, when I kind of would try that out. It's sort of like by the time you call somebody, you're waiting for them to answer. Like it takes so long. Even if they try and answer, it takes them so long to load it up that by the time they answer, the person that made the call is already gone because they've been waiting so long. Um, so I was kind of like, hmm, let's try this out now. So I'm like, hey, Steve is online. Let's call him. Um, and then he answered. And it was actually, you know, pretty quick answer. Like I wasn't waiting around, you know, for too long or anything. So um, I still don't see, I know Steve and I were talking on Wii time. Like I don't really see too much of a use for it really, but at least it's kind of usable now and not, you know, totally a waste before. Um, so Yeah, I think it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's it's so interesting. Like, even, even you know, like, uh, you know, smartphones and everything pretty much have, and every computer you pretty much buy anymore, any laptop, they all have cameras built in anymore. And you can always use Skype or FaceTime or whatever anymore. But I still don't use, see many people actually using it on a regular basis. So it's cool for, I think, those family things that you want to talk to your grandma who's, like, in another state or or whatever. Um, but I just still don't see too many people doing it on a regular basis. Um, some people probably do, and they probably enjoy it. But I don't, I don't think the majority of us use video calling on a regular basis. Right. But it's cool. It's I all think... faster. That's fantastic. Yeah. Faster is... Like the commercials, um, faster is always better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've only just tested out a couple of times. Like I've tested out with Steve, Greg, and I'm Mr. Blinky. So I guess everybody here, except Ross. So I guess I have to leave you chat with Ross now just to complete the circle. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it might be used a little bit more if it was actually if you were able to do it while you're within a game, just like Meverse and that kind of thing, rather than having to exit out of what you're doing. That would have been slightly nicer. But mm-hmm. still, um, yeah, if you could do like uh, multiple people or something like that, it'd be kind of cool too. So. Yeah, yeah, we could have like a Nintendo Peace podcast, like Wii U chat going too. Like, join us on the Wii U, and you know, we'll do like a live stream or something like mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> that would have been interesting. That would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nintendo, if you're listening, make it happen. Straight. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, so I think that kind of wraps it up for the system updates. So that sort of brings us to our last topic here. 
the one that kind of threw me off guard, I guess, because I was like, what is going on? Um, kind of had to read up what different people were saying to sort of fully understand what's going on. Um, so basically, for Nintendo of America, right, everybody knows Reggie. You know, he's kind of the face of Nintendo of America. He is the um, COO of, of Nintendo of America. So he's like, you know, the day-to-day operations, this guy is the man. But he's not actually the CEO of Nintendo of America. Yeah, the CEO was Tatsumi Kimishima. Um, and apparently he's been CEO since um, 2006. Um, so basically around the time of, uh, of Wii U. Or not Wii U, Wii. Um, but now what's going to happen is Tatsumi Kimishima is now being promoted, and so he's going to be moved over to Japan, and he's going to become the um, uh, NCL managing director, NCL being you know Nintendo, um, like in Japan, basically. So he's going to become the managing director there in Japan. And instead, the CEO position of Nintendo America is going to be taken over by Satoru Iwata, who is also the CEO of Nintendo. Um, so he is going to now be also the CEO of Nintendo of America. So... Um, that's a really interesting move um, for many different reasons. It can be interpreted in many different ways, a good one, a bad one. There's, there's lots of different, you know, theories and stuff going around. Um, and I don't, my, the, the way that I see this is I think it's good that Iwata is kind of connecting the different countries a bit more. He's going to be getting control over, you know, America and Europe, or not Europe, uh, in Japan now, uh, maybe in the future, in Europe, you know, you know, Iwata's taken over apparently. Well, I guess all the Satoru's have taken over because there's a Satoru Shibata in Europe and now Satoru Iwata in uh, Japan and America. So Satoru takeover, global saturation, as I saw a little joke there um, online. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. I think Tatsumi Kimishima, um, I don't really know too much about what the, what he has done, but from what I read, he was pretty big at Nintendo of America during the GameCube era, so I don't know if that's really a good thing necessarily, um, because Nintendo wasn't super, you know, successful during that time. Um, but from what I read, apparently the the position he's being promoted to, the NCL Managing Director, is kind of like the position that makes most sense to sort of breed the next CEO of Nintendo, in a way. So some people are speculating that if Iwata, you know, leaves Nintendo or if he's kicked out or whatever, then, you know, this is kind of like the cynical point of view. Like, Iwata's going to be kicked out, Nintendo's doomed, etc. Then this guy is going to become the new CEO. Then the other side of the coin is sort of, he just he's getting old now, so he kind of wants to go back to Japan and be with his family, and a bunch of the chair members in Japan are kind of retiring and stuff. So other people, which is the view that I seem to agree with, is that it seems like a lot of people are just kind of retiring and moving on, and they're kind of um, taking this time to unify the different uh, countries and things. Um, so, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. What, what do you guys think about this whole move? I think I'm still unsure <laughs> at what, yeah, <laughs> what it, uh, I don't know, what it really means. I think I I hope it's I hope it's good for America, I think. Um and because I hope it's you know, we're able to 
you know, get a lot more games that are localized or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, I I also see it as kind of a negative because there's a lot of people that will say, you know, Nintendo is, is so um, uh, Japanese mindset already and they're not westernized enough um, in comparison to, you know, a company like Microsoft. Um, which is why they a lot of people say that the Nintendo's not doing as well as they could be because they don't have you know Western mindset in terms of their approach to the games and everything like that. Um, and so I'm hoping that this doesn't take us even further from that. That that is if that is an accurate statement. If it's not an accurate statement, then it doesn't matter. But if it is an accurate statement, and we do, and Nintendo, I say we, like I'm part of them, um, Nintendo does need to become uh, more westernized. I'm not sure this is going to help that, make that happen. I don't know. Uh, which was going to point out what you were already saying. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to like, have a GP moved up to that kind of position for the American office, but obviously the headquarters knows what's best, and I guess maybe this guy was in line for the promotion after all. I mean, I don't really know how that affects. I mean, obviously we'll see how it plays out and with like localizing games and even new games coming to America and everything like that. So obviously right now it's a little more speculation on how we'll do and how we'll be run, but hopefully it'll be for the best and made a good decision with that. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, although I don't know if I would want Reggie to be CEO, though, of Nintendo America. Like, Reggie, he's he's kind of, you know, he's a good marketing person and stuff, but sometimes I wonder, like, about this guy. Like, some of these, you know, like the localization decisions or different things like that, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder about Reggie. Um, but uh, I don't know. I guess it's it's definitely, um, as I, Mr. Blinky says in the chat, uh, it's almost a blessing and a curse that, you know, Iwata becoming CEO. It's kind of like a mixed bag, sort of. Um, because like you are saying, Greg, like, um, and see, I guess both of you, about how, like, it's... Um, it, it, I guess in Japan, like, you know, they have a different way of doing things and you don't know how, like, westernized um, they're going to become or not. Or I, I guess it's, it's kind of a different environment in a way. Um I'm hoping that this means um, Iwata is going to take more notice of America and kind of, like, try and, you know, look at their needs and stuff a bit more. Like, it seems like they're restructuring things to become more of a – to make America more of a focus because things are pretty stable in Japan for Nintendo. Like, they're pretty much doing well there. It's really outside of there that they kind of need to focus more on, especially, you know, in America. So I think um, hopefully this means they're going to be really trying to do that a bit more. Um, so, and I think, you know, as CEO, they're kind of just doing like the, looking at the, the big overall decisions and kind of approving those sorts of things. Uh, it's really the CEO, Reggie, who kind of just does the day-to-day stuff. So I don't think too much is necessarily going to change, but I think like over time, Nintendo is going to be gradually transitioning to or towards America becoming a bigger focus. Um, at least that's what it kind of seems like to me. Uh, oh, hmm. I don't know. I think we're all a bit puzzled by this. We're just like, hmm, what's what's going on here? Um, so I guess I don't know. I, there's not really a way to say, you know, how long 
or, you know, when, if anything, will really change. Um, I, we know that Iwata has said that his sort of thing, at least some people have said, is, is he, he has a certain goal that he wants to meet or people are calling for him to step down or whatever, but that's for, you know, this upcoming fiscal year that has just started, basically. Uh, and so nothing's going to be changing anytime soon. Um, in terms of, you know, Iwata leaving or anything. And, I, and and other people have said, actually, one of the theories, I don't know if, you know how plausible this is, is one of the theories is if Iwata gets kicked out as CEO of Nintendo, then he'll still be CEO of Nintendo of America, you know, because it's kind of like two separate positions sort of. So it's like, huh, well, that's interesting. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how plausible that is, but I I don't know. Like, that, that would be kind of interesting if that happened. Um, so... Who knows? Um, looks yeah. like in the chat they're talking about hoping there's more localizations and stuff. Um, I think just overall, I, I think you know it's it's kind of good for the the entire I guess life of the company. Um, you know, with you know with them being CEO of, of two of the different divisions. You know, it kind of it just brings more um, a cohesive. Uh, idea, I guess, to all of Nintendo and what they do. Um, you know, obviously Nintendo of Europe is not a part of it, but um, and so I think that's a good thing. Um, as long as as long as Iwata is a good leader, that's a, that's a good thing. If he's a bad leader, as some people think he is, um, or at least not, I wouldn't say bad, but not adequate in today's culture, um, then it could be a bad thing overall. So I think it just depends on how he functions. If he functions, you know, if he's if he's great, I think it could be really cool for the the company as a whole. So only time will tell, I guess. Right. Yeah, so I think um, I guess we'll have to to wait and see. Unless um, do either of you guys have any other things to kind of comment on 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 this topic or any of the things that we kind of discussed today? I know there's a lot of different stuff. I don't think so. I can't really think of anything else I was trying to get mm-hmm. in a point. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so a lot of it now is just, um, I guess, as the, the title of this episode is, Big Things Ahead. I guess there's there's lots of stuff on the way. Um, but it, it's all it's still a bit uncertain, you know. Like, there's these changes. Um, it seems like, you know, there's some, some big, big changes going on, some big things ahead. We don't know how well it's going to turn out. It seems like the Wii U 3DS, you know, lineup is pretty packed for the rest of the year. We don't know how it's going to turn out with, you know, maybe there'll be more delays or not, you know. Um, so it seems like they're kind of planning, you know, new things with system updates for Wii U and all this stuff. We don't know if they're going to continue that. So it seems like they have lots of big plans. Um, we just have to wait and see if they're going to deliver. So I'm excited to see, you know, what they have in store for us. So um, we'll see how that goes. So that's, that's about it for this uh, episode of the podcast. So uh, thank you again to I, Mr. Blanky, and Roth for joining us in the chat. And um, just as a reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes as well. So as soon as the podcast is done recording, it's uploaded to iTunes. So you can always have the latest episode with you in case you want to listen to us on the go. Um, so definitely check that out. And check out our forums to join in on our discussions as well. Um, so post your Nintendo Network ID, let us know what you think. Um, I think Steve created a topic asking about, you know, interesting um, 
posts on Meverse, like in terms of any interesting art or anything that you see. So if you see something cool, then uh, post it and uh, share it with everyone. And a lot um, of those cool things like, are probably from Roth's account. So yeah, exactly. I was about to say, or if you're Roth, you could just post <laughs> the pictures yourself because you're just that awesome. Um, so <laughs> there's that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so lots of uh, cool things on the horizon. So we have about um, 10 episodes left before the – the big 100 episode, episode, I can't talk, um, <laughs> 100th episode. Uh, so many episodes, I'm apparently forgetting how to talk. Um, so lots of, you know, interesting things coming. I'm still looking at different ideas for stuff uh, in the horizon, so that'll be towards, you know, later on in the year when that happens. So um, we'll see what, what comes of that. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks' time. So that is on Tuesday, May 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. So until then, have a great day, everyone, and uh, see you guys later. Later. Bye.